Lent is a special season to encounter God in our spiritual journey towards the glorification of Christ at Easter. On this third Sunday of Lent, our readings point to the fact that the covenant and the temple serve as a moment and place of special encounter with God. Our first reading recalls the giving of the Ten Commandments, which forms part of the covenant stipulations for God's people. The Ten Commandments of God were the basis of the religious life of the chosen people of the Old Testament, and they continue to be the foundation of the spiritual life of the Christian church, the new people of God. Unfortunately, the Israelites too often forgot all that they owed to God and all that he had done for them, and they failed to show their gratitude by failing to keep his commandments and stipulations. But are we Christians better than the Israelites of old? In spite of the greatest love that God has shown to us through the incarnation, passion, death, and the resurrection of his only son, our Lord Jesus Christ, there are Christians who either forget or ignore this tremendous love of God and his covenant with fallen humanity. On the contrary, Jesus had a strong zeal for his Father and for the sanctity of true worship of God. This zeal and passion moved Jesus to do the most serious and shocking thing one could possibly imagine him to do in the gospel reading today. Jesus is apparently not happy with what he sees precisely because the way the temple worship was being organized no longer reflects God's original idea of a worshiping community. Jesus went up to the temple, which was supposed to be the privileged place of encounter with God. For him, the temple was the dwelling of his father, a house of prayer, and he was angered that his outer court had become the place of commerce. Out of zeal for his father's house, Jesus drove the merchants and overturned the tables of the money changers, saying, You shall not make my father's house a house of trade. The temple as a house of prayer and holiness was a place of celebrating the spiritual presence of God in the world, but it had been transformed into something secular by turning it into a marketplace. In fact, the outer court of the temple, where the Gentiles were permitted to pray, had become like a mall for the selling of animals for sacrifices and the center for financial transactions. They utilized a system of money changing that robbed the poor people, forcing them to spend extra money for the prescribed practices. Those merchants were clearly serving not God, but they were serving themselves. Their aim was not true worship of the unseen God, but the accumulation of wealth. And worst of all, 
exploiting the poor and the devout people who came to the temple to pray and to offer sacrifice. They were making money by using the name of the Lord and extorting money from devout people who came to the temple to worship and to perform their sacrifices to the Lord. This is what makes Jesus angry. And this is what leads him to clear them from the temple area. Today, some pastors and leaders of religion have rejuvenated such practices by inventing a number of unconventional means to extort money from the vulnerable and spiritually hungry people. People are now selling all kinds of stuff at the, uh, in, in their churches and their worship programs just to acquire money. Exorbitant prices are being paid for useless items that people think could protect them and to help them get to the spiritual realms. Anointing oils and holy waters and, you know, bracelets and banners and these were, are being sold at exorbitant prices. And I ask myself, what kind of Christianity is this? Extortion of money from poor worshippers, people who have faith, those who believe and want God to manifest his blessings in their lives are being, you know, lured into paying all kinds of things that will not make any difference in their lives. You know, I have, I have a lady friend and I've known her to be a very devout Christian, uh, paying all kinds of money, sowing seed here and there. You know, last year I asked him, I said, man, I have known you, you know, sowing seed for the past uh, six years. Isn't now the time for the seed to germinate, grow and bear fruit? And you are the same person I've known for 10 years. In spite of all those seeds, nothing is coming out. Isn't it the time for you to rethink your mentality about your religion? And how God manifests his presence in the lives of people? In fact, there are ministers of religion who use the name of the Lord. To make their victims feel that they are providing spiritual help for them while seeking riches through these exercises. And I know one day the Lord Jesus Christ is going to grab their whip again as he did in the temple area. We live in an era where religious and sacred feasts have become more or less social and commercial events. Secularism has infiltrated even into cherished religious traditions and celebrations. Our celebration of Jesus' birth at Christmas is transformed from a day to celebrate the incarnation to a celebration of materialism. We hide the celebration of the resurrection behind the Easter bunny. Some people even begin their Easter celebrations two days earlier and even have parties on Good Fridays. Beloved, 
Jesus doesn't need to resort to extreme measures all the time as he did in the temple to straighten us up. He gives us an ongoing opportunity to work with him in cleansing out the temple of our hearts in the sacrament of penance and reconciliation. This sacrament is a voluntary cleansing of the temple. As Christians, our hearts are the real temple of God. The Holy Spirit and the Blessed Trinity dwell within us. But our sins, our selfish actions and habits can turn that temple into a place of confusion, into a place of noise, into a place of tension. Instead of one where we encounter the Lord and discover his love for us. Whenever we make a good confession, we give Jesus free entrance into our hearts so that he can cleanse them and fill them up again with the light and strength of his friendship. My brothers and sisters in Christ, let us avail ourselves to the sacrament of reconciliation, especially in this season of Lent. We are the temples of the Holy Spirit, and the temple must be a house of prayer. Is the temple of your person a place of prayer or a den of thieves? To what degree is Christ cleansing you this Lenten season? Jesus wants to lead us to the meaning and fulfillment we long for. Today, as we continue with this Mass, let's promise that we will give him the chance to do so. Let him do the cleansing for you were made to be the temple of prayer. Don't postpone this opportunity. Now is the hour. Today, if you hear my word, harden not your hearts. May the Lord and his spirit cleanse our hearts and mind from all filth and uh, disabuse uh, of uh, the graces and the blessings we have so that genuinely we can serve as the genuine residence of the Holy Spirit. Amen.